Hey everyone, welcome to episode 159, When Parenting Feels Hard. Meet our mom, Kelly Hutchison. She is a life coach. She is a child counselor. She is a teacher. She's a parent coach. And she's a mom to us. She will teach you to stop yelling at your kids. She will teach you to get your kids to lesson. She will teach you how to never sleep with mommy guilt again. She will teach you how to be an imperfect mom. So you can help your kids be imperfect too. And have harmony in the home. This title actually makes me laugh because when doesn't it feel hard? Holy guacamole. I feel like being a parent is like one of the hardest things we've ever done in our life. And I think so many times we think we look over at our neighbor and we're like, is this test hard neighbor? And the test, the neighbor's like, no, this is fine. Cause we see social media and we think, oh, I must be doing it wrong because it's not hard for other people. And I just want to reassure you and I want to normalize it because I talked to hundreds of parents and it's hard for everyone. And I'm a parent coach and it's hard for us. It's hard for me. It's hard. I've never met someone that parenting is like, oh, it's a walk in the park. I've come to the conclusion that if it's hard for you, then that means you're doing it right. I think a lot of times we think if it's hard for us, then we're doing it wrong. And once we realize that it's supposed to be hard, then we don't have so much friction about not wanting it to be hard. And then, and then, and then, and then, Grady who speaks in threes, we understand why it's hard for our kids to be a kid because they're having just their different version of hard. And when we normalize the hard for ourselves, somehow it makes it not as difficult, which sounds really crazy. It's kind of like when you go and do a marathon, you're not going to be like, oh my gosh, this is going to be the easiest thing ever. You know, there's going to be so much difficult and so much hard work and so much tenacity and grit that's going to go into it. But the reason why you're doing it is because of the finish line. You're doing it because of the sense of accomplishment. You're doing it for so many other reasons, but we don't go into a marathon and say, oh my gosh, this is going to be so easy. Even if we're an ultra marathoner, I've watched so many YouTubes of ultra runners and ultra marathoners and people who run like a hundred miles on purpose. And I have a friend who runs hundred miles on purpose, like the trail running. And they do a vlog while they're running of how hard it is, but they love how hard it is because then they know that the strength is built in the struggle. And when they're beyond the pain and on the other side of it, they can kind of look back like, holy moly, look what I just did. Like we just saw my niece and my nephew graduate, one from high school, one from college. Do you know how much hard had to go into that? Just getting them to the venue on time and dressed and pictures and finding out where they needed to go. There was so much hard just to get them there. And so much like, oh, wait, were you supposed to go to this door? I don't know about that door. We got to be there at seven. And oh my gosh, the traffic. And what gate do we go to? And what parking lot do we go to? Like there was so much struggle even getting to that. But then once we watched them walk across the stage, it was like tears and the emotional and it was sad and it was sappy. And it was just like, what, how did this happen? How did the 940 Saturdays just poof, they're gone. And one's going off into college and one's going off to be launched into the world. Cause she graduated from college. Like what? 
I feel like they were just born yesterday. And so you can kind of see that when you're at those big moments of like graduation, we have one going into middle school and one going into high school and Lily and Grady. It's like, wait, what? That's so crazy to me. But so much hard had to go into even getting them to the next grade level, not only for us to like the driving and the shuttling and the lunches and the scheduling and the shows and the practices and all the hustle and all the bustle. And all of a sudden we're like, oh yeah, you're going to the next grade level. What? So I think sometimes when we let go of not wanting it to be hard, that it doesn't feel so difficult. I was meeting with a mom and she said, I just don't think people realize how hard this parenting gig is. And I have to tell you that when I was going into becoming a parent and like the whole waiting and the infertility and the six years of, is this ever going to happen? And then we're finally pregnant and it's happening. I really thought the hard part was going to be the lack of sleep, the hustle and bustle of the go, go, go. And that part is difficult, but I don't think in the what to expect when you're expecting books, I don't think they go into it enough of how much being a parent breaks you open and just cracks your heart wide open. And you have this level of vulnerability that you see within your child, which you see within yourself that no one really talks about. I remember watching Lillian Grady in the hospital and feeling like, like a physical pain. Like I felt like I was going to have like a heart attack. It was like, this is, this is almost not enjoyable because it's so painful at the heart level because we love them so deeply and at a level that we didn't even know existed. And so it stretches that level of vulnerability. And when you feel that vulnerable, you feel like that raw open pain almost. That's why we parent from so much fear. And that's where our reactions come from. That's where our, the screaming and the yelling and the, the big emotions come from. It has nothing to do with what our kids are doing or not doing. It has to come from that sense of vulnerability. It's almost like being on a highway and the cars around you aren't driving that carefully. And you're like, whoa, there's a highway around us, I-95. If you get on I-95, it's like, whoa, it's this level of vulnerability. And you almost feel like fight or flight. Like I'm, my life is in danger right now. And when you have that same kind of feeling when you have kids that this feeling of like almost danger, and then you get like the mama bear and the papa bear energy and you want to protect them. And I remember my sister said it best. She says, I feels like someone took my heart, put it outside my body and gave it arms and legs. And there they are just walking around, just like, hey, what's up? Jumping off playground equipment, playing with scissors, running with the Sharpie marker, just like, hey, what's up? And then you have another one. And then that's like two hearts running around. It's not like they share a heart. It's like another heart is formed. And then they're just running around with arms and legs like, hey, I'm going to go play soccer now. I'm going to go get my license and drive a car. I'm going to stay out past curfew. Like it just keeps going and going and going. And then some people have multiple, multiple, multiple kids. Like I'm in awe. I'm in total awe. My jaw is on the floor because the level of vulnerability that we feel with just two, and I don't want to say just two because there's nothing just about it. My jaw is on the floor about it. So I asked you all on Facebook, I said, in three words or less, what is the hardest part about being a parent? And Jennifer says, dropping them off at infant daycare was hard. Middle school drama was hard. The hardest of all was dropping them off at college. <laughs> Christine says, when they are hurt. A lot of times when they're hurt, yes, that's very painful. And when they're emotionally hurt, like if they're going through a bad breakup or they're feeling rejected or they didn't make the team, you just hurt so much for them because you have such empathy and compassion for the feelings that they're having. Jenny says, not knowing whether I'm doing enough, exposing them to enough to find their interests and passions, letting go, constant worry, 
Adrian says, I feel like an overall constant worry for their overall happiness and their safety. Oh, I love what Jerry says. Daily life with a teen. I mean, this is not three to five words, but I think this goes through all of our brains. Am I setting the right boundaries? Is it too much? Is it too little? Am I being a prude? Watching my words and how I address things. Again, too harsh or too lenient? Discipline, consequences, so much, LOL. It's always finding that Goldilocks balance of having the firm boundaries, but also not being like this militant parent where they're afraid to come to you. Deidre says the public schools, yes, our public schools right now are going through a major, major overhaul and it is very, very stressful. Kimmy says everything, LOL. And Rainy says not losing my cool. Yes, that's probably what I hear the most is that so many of us felt like we were going to be a certain parent, certain kind of parent. And then once we become parents, we turn into cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs crazy. And we're like, what is happening? This is everything I said I would never be. I would never do. And I'm doing it. I'm doing it just like my parents did. Or I'm doing it just like my parents didn't. And I want to be more like my parents. And just think about your parents, how they didn't have this work. They didn't know about the ego. They didn't know about conscious parenting. They didn't know about love and logic. So of course they were on autopilot and they were doing exactly what they were taught to do or not do. So if they were yelled at and shamed and physically abused or called a loser for 940 Saturdays, then they probably unconsciously repeated that and it had nothing to do with you. They would have done that if I was their child or your neighbor was their child. And once you can detach from that meaning anything about you and you can just see your parents as being unconscious, not from a place of judgment, from a place of like, oh, of course that's how they parented because that's how they were taught to parent. Because even with this work that we have and we know, we know what to do, but then we don't do it. That's crazy making sometimes in our head. We're like, why is this happening? I said I would never yell at my child and here I am yelling at my child. And that's with consciousness. So I laughed at this title because the title is when parenting is hard, but I wanna normalize it for you that it's hard for everyone it's hard for me, it's hard for David, it's hard for your neighbor, it's hard for your greedy, greedy grandpappy. And it's supposed to be hard. That means you're doing it right. Think about if you've ever played a sport or you've ever played an instrument or you've ever gone after, you become a valedictorian or you've ever gone after a job that you really, really wanted. Something where you can almost, like a 5K, you can see the finish line and it's very finite. You can see how much hard that had to go into it to have the joy as well. So for example, like I loved playing soccer as a kid, like obsessed from like four to 24. That was my whole life. That was morning, noon and night. And I couldn't get enough. It wasn't my parents saying, Hey, you really need to go practice. Like the invisible hours that I put into soccer were all Kelly led. I would get up before school and just hit the, kick the ball against the side of the house for an hour before I went to school. And school was almost like a box I needed to check because I knew I needed to like play all the games and jump through all the hoops just so I could have the GPA to play on the high school team or to play on the middle school team or so my parents would allow me to stay in soccer or when I was in college to keep my scholarship. So I knew that school was almost like just a game I needed to play and a hoop I needed to jump through to play soccer. So soccer, you can see, was like literally in the driver's seat at all times. Now... Did I love everything about soccer? No. Did I like going to practice? Did I like doing the running and the drills and the suicides and the, I don't even know what they're even called, but like we would start at the t 
touch line and then we'd run to like the six yard box. Then we run back. Then we run to the 18 yard box Then we run back. Then we run to the midfield, run back. Then we run to the halfway line. Then we run back. Then we do the same thing on the opposite end of the field. Up, back, up, back, up, back. What are those even called? I think they're called suicides, but that's a horrible name. Did I like doing that? Did I like trying to run the Cooper? The Cooper was running seven and a quarter laps around a track in 12 minutes. What? That was insane. That was horrible. People were throwing up because it was so hard. The boys had to do eight laps in 12 minutes, which is, uh, that's two miles in 12 minutes. That's a six minute mile. Um, we're playing soccer. We're not on the track team. So that was all very hard practice. Not fun. Doing drills. Not fun. Losing. Not fun. But when you can see the 50, 50 of like why you keep showing up and why you keep doing the thing that you're doing when it comes to sports or when it comes to the people who run a hundred miles on a trail run, you're like, what are you doing? And then you're watching, you're like, Oh, I see why you're doing it. The sun rises and the finish line and all the support and the grit and the hard work and everything that comes through it. You're like, Oh, that makes sense. So when you can see it outside of parenting, like in the marathon, like in the 5k, like in the hundred mile trail run, like in the playing a sport, like I played soccer and I was explaining to you the good, the bad, the ugly, but there's so, even though there's bad and ugly in it, the good is so good that it keeps you coming back for more. Like golf, for example, is so hard. But once you hit that shot, like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that shot. That looked like Tiger Woods shot. Then it's like, oh, I can do that again. Then you whiff or then you shank it 15 more times, but you're always going back for that Tiger Woods shot. Now, do I ever hit like Tiger Woods? No. But in my world, that's a Tiger Woods shot. So when you can see it in sports or you can see it if you ever went after, became valedictorian, oh, there's a valedictorian who went after it and he said it wasn't even worth it to go after it because he found out his junior year that he was close to becoming valedictorian. I'll have to find the clip. It went viral. And so he found out his junior year. So he gave up like his whole senior year just so he could study, go to the library, gave up friends and parties and social outings and sports and just gave up his whole life. And he finally got it. And it was so amazing. But he said it only lasted for 15 seconds. And then he was like, was that really worth it? So think about that thing that was hard or is hard outside of parenting. It could be keeping your house clean. It could be keeping your closet clean. It could be keeping the junk drawer clean. When you can see the 50-50 in the sports or in the valedictorian or in the race or in the graduation or in the job or in the promotion, when you can see it and that, that you dislike so much of it, but the love is so profound and so deep of the sport or the job or the run or the XYZ thing that you're thinking of right now, that both of them, you can hold both of them at the same time. Like I can love soccer, but not love the Cooper. Yeah, I don't have to throw the baby out with the bathwater because I don't like the Cooper, but I have to stop playing soccer. So the same thing goes with parenting. It's 50-50. 50% is amazing and winning the games and scoring the goals or blocking the goals or whatever it is. And then the other 50 is the drills and the Cooper and the sprints and the losing. That's awful. It's horrible. It S-U-C-K-S. I don't like to say that word out loud, but sometimes that's a really good word to describe it. So when you can see it in the other areas, then you can see it in your parenting, that it's not supposed to be easy. And if it's easy, then that's probably 
we're not doing it right. We're not digging deep enough. And the reason why I want to normalize it for you, the hard part and the 50-50 of parenting, that you're not supposed to like all the things and you don't have to and don't feel guilty that you don't like all the things because you cannot like parenting and also like parenting at the same time. And your kids can like being a kid and not liking being a kid at the same time. They can both coexist. You don't have to throw the baby out with the bathwater and beat yourself up because you don't love all parts of it. When you think of it outside of parenting, then it's much easier to be like, oh, of course I don't love training for a 5K. That's awful getting up early and sweating and feeling uncomfortable and huffing and puffing and heart racing. But you love the finish line. You love the cheering. You love the excitement of the crowd of, the, of race day. So I want to normalize it for you so you can normalize it for your kids. And then you're not so freaked out when they're experiencing their 50-50 life and they're not liking school or they're not liking to do their chores. Of course, they're not going to empty the dishwasher and put the iPad away. Of course, they're not. I'm 47 years old. I don't like to put the dishes away and put my phone away. So when you can normalize it for yourself, takes the pressure off your shoulders, then you can normalize it for your kids and take the pressure off their shoulders. And then like Bette Midler says, which sounds super cheesy, you can be the wind beneath their wings and you don't end up clipping their wings. And then you're both free and you're both flying high and no one is expecting it to be easy. No one's expecting the white picket fence. No one's expecting the happily ever after. And when you're not so resistant to be, it being hard, then all of a sudden it feels a lot easier and a lot lighter, which in turn makes your kid's life a lot easier and a lot lighter. I'll talk to you guys next week. I love you. Bye-bye. Hey mamas, thanks for listening. If you had any ahas, clicks, or those lightning bolt moments while listening, you have to check out my free parenting bootcamp where we take all of this to the next level and we try to create even more awakenings for ourselves so that we can connect more with our kids and never yell at them again. You can sign up at www.coachingkelly.com. And if you really wanna fill up my love cup, send me an email of what your aha was, what your click was, what was that lightning bolt resonating moment while you were listening. I want nothing more in life than for you to have harmony in your home and to learn how to be an imperfect mom like me, which allows your kids to be imperfect too, each and every day. Thanks for listening.